you look at the body type of Cody Cop, Maxwell, Dalton Gautier versus Trevor Bruner versus Chase Sadoff, even Tom Drains down there. Um, it's not out of the question for those guys to clean house when we go to the big tracks because they are smaller. I mean, we just generally know that the smaller guys typically do better on the miles. Episode 130, Tanks Latin Podcast. Another race, back-to-back weekends. We got AFT races, which means another Rewind Podcast. We're firing it off on Monday morning, which is what I'd always want to do. Typically, Robbie Bobby, he's always like Tuesday, Wednesday, if we fucking get it in. (laughs) So he's driving back from the event, and Eric Harley's back with me, man. Eric killed it on the last pod. A lot of good insight, and he had a lot of. I had a lot of people reach out. Hey, we liked Eric on the pod. I don't know if you paid him to say that, Eric, but you crushed him, man, and back (laughs) at it, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's good. yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend. Uh, a lot of opinions uh, across the board. Um, so it'll be good. Yeah, Arizona TT. So man, this one was weird for me, dude. I'm, I had some stuff going on here in Florida where I couldn't make that event, and I managed managed the team remotely, which was it's almost I don't say it's harder, but it was not. It was I was busy, like man, you know, talking to both the guys and the team and seeing what I could see and. Now that I have the fan choice footage in front of me, I was rewinding it and pausing and taking screenshots of different parts of the track I wanted the guys to see. And uh, we'll get into all that, man. But yeah, it was a different, different deal for me. So we have a, a lot to talk about, different perspective for me, not being at the track. But yeah, it should be a really cool podcast for everybody. I want to make sure we shout out Mission Foods, title sponsor of Tank Slapping Podcast, Too Fast, Too Tasty, everything they're doing for the sport, Dash for Cash. For the Super Twins guys, the you know t- title sponsorship for their series that they help out drag race and they help out Moto America riders teams. If you sat down and looked at all the Mission Foods logos and all these riders and teams, it's it's just amazing what they're what they're doing. It, it's like, man, are they really selling that many tortilla shells? And it's like, well, we hope so. You know, they're they're crushing it. So if you can support Mission Foods great products the tortilla chips tortilla shells they have organic products salsa they have flatbreads it's uh it's crazy amount of products they have and how how good they are i mean it's it's an easy product to support because it's so good so check out mission foods and i want to give a shout out to bell power sports check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products as always i love to say if you start tank slapping you want to be protected by bell eric let's get into it man um first things first i just noticed do you have a joint Facebook account with your wife? I do. I do. Yeah. Wow. And I, uh, wow. I totally admit it. So I, <laughs> we didn't have Facebook for years, for years. And when we moved out West, the daycare that my son Oliver is in, that was the only way to communicate with this school. So we had to, you know, join the cult. And um, so we just did a joint together. account. Yeah. Joint account. Um, That's really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah I I'd bring no, it I, it's not like I get made fun of uh, for it all the time. I, I feed into it. I'm like, is your middle name Lacey? I'm like, no, that's my Bro, wife. I, I just, I know your wife and I know her name and I, I friends with you on your personal page. And I just noticed it today. I'm like, holy fuck, he's got a joint Facebook account. That's crazy. I do. I do. And she has zero like desire or 
uh, effort in that page. So, oh, so it's just you're carrying the team, man. You're like, I'm uh, carrying the team. Trying to think of a good reference here. Um, mm. uh, Tank Sapping Podcast, where LeBron. I'm carrying the load. Iverson, Iverson, the early 2000s. <laughs> you're carrying the team. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's funny because my wife absolutely fucking hates Facebook as well. She only has a Facebook page for uh, Facebook Marketplace. She hates it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, did you see something? She's like, Corey, I don't, I don't go on Facebook. But we like Facebook because we get a lot of great insider info from all the fans, man. We get to see what's going, like, you know, really like factual info from the fans that we get to see. Uh, was, was there anything? I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I saw anything too crazy. Uh, a couple of fans bitching about like the audio and stuff, which we'll get into, but um i didn't see i didn't see too too much honestly the fans were kind of quiet i mean it's we give the fans crap for what they say but i mean honestly it's good like it's good having any sort of discussion like you know getting that insight and engagement from the fans to see what they're thinking like i use it honestly a lot of times i I just want to know how they feel whether it's you know right wrong or indifferent i like to kind of see what goes through their heads on race weekend so but i don't think i saw much man did you anything no i i I think uh, by and large they're uh, they're behaving. I think um, you know American Flat Track is doing a great job so far this year. And you know when you have multiple rounds of success, I, you know it kind of shuts them up. Um, they're waiting so, though. They're lurking they're waiting. in the water. Yeah. They're yeah. They're uh, they they're, the first thing that happens, man. They're 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 gonna be yeah. Which is whatever. I mean, all caps and typos are go. They're gonna go hard. Old man yells at cloud is probably my my favorite like <laughs> meme or whatever. It's like, yeah. come on. Uh let me bring up the results here. We're gonna talk about first things first, when any rewind pod, we like to chat about the track. And going into this event, Eric, it was kind of a secret what the track layout was gonna be. Um, excuse me, as a team manager, even like I didn't know what the track layout was gonna be. And we have we just started having manager meetings, which is really cool that Kevin Crowther and all those guys started doing this where they meet with the managers every Wednesday and we talk about, you know, the event, what could be done differently. And I even brought it up. I'm like, man, we don't even have a track map. I was like, that's one thing like motocross, supercross, road racing. Everybody has track maps. And I know it's hard. It's different because they're building the track. But uh, and they had to deal with some rain. I think they had to go around some like some big uh, areas of soft dirt where it rained, I guess. I guess yeah, and they had, of... yeah, they had to make a eleventh um, hour change to the track anyway. So yeah, it's yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. So, but man, it would be we need track maps. Like we have, I've heard a million different things about Buffalo Chip coming up later in the year, uh, Castle Rock. I don't know if that'll be the same or not. But anyway, like this event, like it wasn't the same as two thousand nineteen. It was way different. It was kind of tighter. But you almost had the same amount of flow. Like you had to flow through the track. And that was the biggest thing I was texting uh, Trent, uh, James, and Chad, and even Cody Cobb. I texted him. I'm like, bro, you're not flowing. Like you got to flow better through some of these. You know, I was giving him examples on on the track. And, and uh, you know, I think flowing good was was a huge part of success there, which we'll get into as well. But, yeah, the track itself, Eric, I mean, generally speaking – what were your thoughts? And again, we weren't there, so I couldn't, it, you know, it's hard to fully give an opinion without seeing and feeling the dirt and being there, but I'm yeah. just going off of what I've seen on the broadcast. So I saw a couple things, um, obviously playing Monday morning quarterback here, but I thought that in that switchback 
Uh, and I think Chad Coase uh, really kind of started to nail it is when they went on the outside of those um, the really rough spots in that switchback, I thought that's when his times really picked up. And, uh, you know, so that was really cool. You saw some other people uh, pick up on that. But, you know, obviously throughout the day it starts to change. Um, and then the other thing is, like you said, just being smooth into it and then going into that big jump at the very end, it was just basically of, uh, you know, just letting it all hang out and just got to be in the right spot to hit that. But no, I, you got a little follow the leader. Um, but I, I generally speaking, I'm a fan of TTs. So um, this wasn't something where I was going to complain where I thought it was bad. I, yeah. I, is it perfect? No, but um, I think generally speaking, that's yeah. It was a good event. Yeah. I, I liked it honestly. And, and I like TTs a lot. I like watching them. I like riding them. They're important to the sport. I mean, the fact that back in the day, they only had one TT a year is, is kind of lame. Like I think you need to have at least two, three, four TTs, uh, you know, and it's kind of funny with the chicane. I actually was telling Chad the opposite. I think the guy who was, who was hitting it the best and it was Dalton Gauthier. Um, He will obviously, I mean, he won the race. And I think a lot of yeah. that, if you watch the, the main event, he was shuffling in behind Chad, eating him up, eating him alive. Like with the bumps going into that chicane, you would think you'd want to go around them. So it wouldn't disrupt your flow, but he was getting so sideways around the bumps to try and slow down like the angle mm -hmm. of the right-hander. Dalton was kind of like, he was kind of like off the throttle going over the bumps more straight. And then he yeah. was shooting out of the right toward that second jump so much more clean than everybody else. Like nobody else was yeah. doing it as clean as what Gautier was doing. Cause then you hit that little jump and it sets you up for that sweeping left all the way up to the jump. Um, so if you, if you messed up that, that, you know, that left into the chicane hit those bumps or got sideways, it messed up your flow basically all the way to the finish line. So that was one thing I was telling Chad. And I honestly like, he didn't do a great job with it in the main. He did really good with it in the dash, uh, but in yeah. the main, he he got away from it. And, um, you know, you see holes, you want to go around them, but sometimes you just have to navigate them. And, and uh, you know, the way you hit certain holes, if you hit them sideways, if you hit them on the gas, if you – Dalton was going under them almost. Like, it was a yeah. really good and smooth line. He was losing so much more time getting in, but, he you know, he was gaining 90% exit over the jump left-hander you know and the run to the fucking 190 foot <laughs> tabletop that, that they had so um it, yeah well the well the thing too is the way his suspension handled that i thought was uh the setup that robbie bobby put on it i thought was fantastic because you saw a lot of people going through the that rough section and they were just getting all over the place and i thought generally speaking yes the way that Dalton approached the the rough patches, but also how that bike handled them was fantastic. And I think, you know, hats off to the team for uh, putting together a good package. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree. And uh, just, he's really smooth and has good throttle control and he's not the most aggressive on the TTs, but he just flows really well. So, um, and then the jump, man, I, I thought the jump was, I know there's not much they can do with it because that track's already there and they kind of made adjustments I thought the jump, and I'm all for big jumps. I thought the jump was just a little too big. It's fine for the singles, like absolutely fine. But the twins, a lot of shit was breaking. And we only have we only have 15 twins to begin with. 
And then we have guys that are just, you know, like Johnny Lewis broke two swing arms. <laughs> like, yeah. like, dude, like breaking, that's not only, that sucks, but it's scary. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of guys were, I mean, even like seeing Briar's post, like uh, I didn't talk to Briar after the race yet, but I mean, he even said like, man, the jump was big and that guy jumps big shit. It's like, I just think it's too big for the equipment that we're running on the twins. Like we've come a long way, Eric, since we started with these twins, like in 2017, mm-hmm. we were breaking, everybody was breaking their foot peg mounts, exhaust brackets, a lot of shit was breaking, but now we've come a long way with the, uh, with the way they designed the twins. Like they've reinforced a lot of, a lot of the parts, but man, that's a, that was a big jump and watching it. I noticed how big it was. And then seeing a picture Briar posted on Twitter, it put things in the perspective. It was like, dude, he's, he's fucking high, like yeah. really high off the jump. And, you know, it's uh, that's one thing maybe they could have shaved a little cheddar off the top of that table just because, but it was a good pat. It was a good uh, part of the track to make passes though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I, uh, JD was making up a lot of time over the jump. Like he passed for second and the lead, pretty much getting over the jump faster. I mean, he was sending it all those laps at packs on the, on the vet track paid off. He was, he was, yeah, it was it. yep. It was definitely. And then going into that tight corner right off the jump. Yep. That's where he was uh, making his money for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say, I mean, overall, I thought, I thought the track looked fun. I mean, I, I love stuff mm-hmm. like that. It does. It does suck regarding the day race. And honestly, I don't know. Like I saw Cody and Max were pretty vocal, which I love. Like I love when riders are vocal. If if you have an issue with something, they need to be more vocal. Like this is your life and your livelihood. Like fucking speak up for sure. So I was I was pumped on that personality where they um they're vocal. Like Briar does that a lot. Jared Mace has been vocal, and you know the fans want personality, but then when the guys are vocal, they want they like to bitch about it. But that's another yeah. topic. But in general, I, man, I don't think the track would have been any more racy like at nighttime because i remember when 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 we raced there at night a few years ago it was also very single file uh so i just for whatever reason man and you would think this would be the opposite but all these tt tracks they're the most single file tracks we run on all year i mean if you go back and you watch any of the tt races it's very single file so maybe it would have helped a little bit uh, but man, I don't know where on the track it would have been, it would have been better, honestly. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because I went back to watch 2019 and it was the same. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer because if I did, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, you know, but I, uh, I, I think it's something that we should look into, uh, how to get more lines in a track track prep what I would, there's joker lane so many yeah there you go throw in the is. joker lane right honestly like a yep. dual like a dual lane tt wouldn't be a bad idea um no i mean they do it in supercross a lot you know oh, about a lot but they do it it's not uncommon where they throw in a a dual a split lane i mean that'd be that would know, be rad you do it like a ring of fire you have to jump through no i mean fuck it yeah. do whoops yeah right <laughs> uh man i don't i don't know like yeah it was I, I coming into this podcast i was gonna kind of slightly hammer them for doing a day race but as i started i'm thinking like man i don't think it would have mattered too much i mean 
tracks like that, it needs to groove up for the track to get better. So once it grooved up, like it was, it looked fun and racy. I mean, but I don't, I don't know what else they could have done. So I hope we go back to it. It's, it's cool that we're out there and it's cool being in Arizona. Every time you go to Arizona, it's usually, it's a scorcher, man. And the weather I'm looking here at the results page, it says the temperature. I never, I've never realized they have temperature on these results sheets. I just noticed it now. So, um, the temperature was 81 degrees, which is yep. warm, but it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's like, not bad. Like when I did my first podium in uh, Arizona Mile, it was like 108 degrees. It was fucking brutal. Um, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna scale back on my f words because Mama, Mama Hartley gave me a little bit on a, on the. On the <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, the weather looked pretty good. Like I saw people in sweatshirts in the morning, and yeah, so I, I'm gonna give a track rating. Like honestly, I thought it was a B plus. Like I don't, I think the bumps a little bit were were good as well because it, you know. It, it made the track more technical, but overall, I think from uh, my computer screen, it looked like they did a pretty good job with it. So, um, so that uh, that B plus is for the track, or is that for the the overall package of production and, and everything? Uh, uh, I would say B plus for the track, B plus A minus, like all things considered. Production yeah. wise, they really struggled with. Um, they were having sound issues, and I can't imagine how hard it is to navigate trying to trying to trying to talk about what's in front of you, but also navigate sound issues. Kristen's an absolute professional with it. She, she, she's, you can tell she's very experienced. She's good under pressure. She pre prepares very well. I mean, there's when I was racing and even now that I'm not, there's multiple times she'll reach out to me middle of the week, notebook ready, asking me questions and, and just preparation. And I think that's key. And, you know, a lot of the production part of it is, is being prepared, like reaching out to the riders, like seeing what's going on during the week, you know, reaching out to the team owners, just getting the inside scoop. And, you know, there was a couple of times when, when Ralph would mention something and I've, I've known Ralph a long time. He's an absolute legend and I, I like Ralph and I think he does a great job, but he just, there were some things that I was like, man, I was like, I feel like he would have known that, or if he would have prepared a little bit for that, uh, you know, I just think reaching out to the riders and the teams and getting that insight, not insider knowledge is, is crucial when, uh, when doing the broadcast, but hats off to them for navigating the sound issues and maybe a little bit more preparation with, with going out. Like, I don't know what happened with the sound, but they've been out there before. So, you know, I, I feel bad for the people, you know, for that, 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 that happened for them guys and Kristen, but I don't know, man, maybe was it like a weather? I don't have no fucking, I don't know how it works, but that yeah. sucks. That no, sucks for sure. Just, yeah. To speak on Kristen, I think, I mean, what a legend she is. She did it with one leg, you know, like, you know, I, I don't that. think people, yeah, she <laughs> hobbling around right after surgery. Yeah. He's carrying the boats. <laughs> Doggins, there you go. Yeah. Um, well, you want to get in the results, anything more on the track or production or anything else or? Nope, I think it's good. Let's dive into right. the uh, results. All righty, so I'm going to go. I opened up the Twins one by accident first. Let me go into the singles. So so rider counts going into this, the singles rider count was still really healthy. I don't know the exact count, but I want to say there was like, actually, people went home. Like they're, they they yep. cut they cut a few people. So there was yep. more than 32, which is awesome. Um, I think it was 36 or 35, 36, something like that. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, 
if, if you told me 15 years ago we'd be stoked on 36 riders in the singles class i'd be like <laughs> crazy but uh, back in my day tacos. there you go um no uh, yeah i mean it wasn't a bad rider count for being in arizona and a tt like typically you know going out west you don't have that many riders and tts you lose riders which is as as a promoter I don't really have strong interest in doing a TT as a promoter because you lose entries. Um, not every rider is stoked up on racing TTs. So you get a few TT specialists that only like doing TTs, but generally you lose more than you gain. So rider count was decent, man. And I guess how are we going to, how do we want any surprises? I mean, we'll go through the results, but I'm looking here now. Um, you know, I'm looking at the main events Obviously, Trevor Bruner, he was a fast qualifier, which didn't surprise me at all. Scotty mentioned, you know, I didn't know Trevor was, uh, you know, good at moto or good at jumping. And I moto all winter with Trevor down in Florida. And he's pretty fucking sendy, dude. Like, he's one of the first guys to do a jump. Um, I w he w doesn't have as much moto speed as, like, Dallas or Briar or any of those guys, but he obviously he's sendy like you watch you watch him ride he's he's sendy but yeah he's he's a good moto rider and that didn't surprise me at all that he was fast qualifier him and max i think it was they were like two or three tenths quicker than almost everybody one of the sessions so um <laughs> excuse me that didn't surprise me too much i'll say the biggest the the best i don't know how to word this the a breath of fresh air i'll say was uh, I'll talk about your Washington boys, Cole Fredrickson, Cole Fredrickson and Scooter Vernon. Uh, definitely didn't surprise yeah. me because I know how good they are, but that was cool to see them in the mix. Yeah, I, and throughout the broadcast, there was a lot of mention of, you know, people that haven't been out in a while and, you know, like you were saying, people out west. And and I I know them. I see them at races quite often, and I was absolutely not shocked to see Cole and Scooter and even Olin. Uh, make his first AFT main like those guys are they book out west so it's good to see them have a race more in their um, you know their geographical sphere um, but I think uh, a big surprise for me was um, to see Hayden Gillum charge all the way up to six um, and and finish there so that, that was that was good to see on that one yeah I mean it wouldn't have surprised me to see Hayden podium and it wouldn't have surprised me to see him 10th or 14th you know i 13 I, it, I didn't know what to expect because i haven't seen him on a dirt tracker in a long time and but he's won a handful of singles races against some of the best that have ever done it so uh he's he's definitely fast he's a big kid and he was <laughs> he was making his presence known out there in the lcq and nothing was like dirty like he wasn't mm -hmm. riding dirty but god he's aggressive and he's a big kid i mean aggressive and as big as he is he's just gonna plow people over and <laughs> i thought he was a little bit sporty because one of the passes was i think they were like solidly in transfer in the lcq and he like pitched it under somebody and uh i, I forget what it was it wasn't bad at all it wasn't like holy shit but it was like wow that was you know he's he's getting in there so <laughs> um gen generally speaking though I'm, i wasn't surprised at all and he actually started on the fourth or fifth row and got sixth. I mean, there was a lot of carnage yep. in the main event, but um, so going through the the list, man, um, Dalton, again, not surprised. I thought he would be, thought he'd be strong. 
um, like I've said with Dalton, it just depends on his temperament and and if he can stay calm and do his thing at the front, he's going to be really tough to beat. And he was just faster than everybody. So he flowed really well. Bike looked good. A confident Dalton is is a is a bad thing for everybody else. So yeah, Dalton got the win. Cody rebounded really well. I was stressing on for Cody. Like I don't actually necessarily formally help Cody, but he's like my bud and we talk quite a bit. Anytime I can just see something and I'll text him. Um, you know, I was trying to get him going a little bit. It's like, come on, dude. Like he was eighth, ninth, tenth, whatever in qualifying. Actually, the one session he might have been farther back. So for him to rebound, Eric, I thought that was key and yeah. shows like his championship mentality um a little bit. And then uh and then Max in third. I was, uh I thought I actually picked Max as my pre like if I had to take the odds to Vegas prior to anybody seeing the track, I thought Max was gonna be probably a good bet to win. And he got third, which isn't bad, but again, it was single file. So and I think if you were to, you know, if you watch, you know, go back and watch and see where Max was running through practice qualifying heats, I, you know, I would say he's probably uh, a little let down with third place because I thought he had every shot to win. Um, you know, sometimes things just don't happen like that in the main event. But, um, you know, I'm sure he's happy to be on the podium, but um, I think he I think he's probably a little disappointed that he didn't snag that win because he had he had it, um, you know, earlier in the day. Yeah, and he was visibly upset about that on the podium. And uh, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, when you have speed and you're stuck single file and, you know, especially when you're single file and you're like second or third in and there's eight mm-hmm. eight there, man, you make one mistake. Like you try to go for a pass in the second, but you end up losing four spots. And that's something that takes a lot of discipline where I've been in those situations where you're you're in the you're in the middle of a freight train. It's almost not even worth trying to take that move because you risk losing five or six spots. It depends on your game plan. Like if you're a championship caliber guy, you don't really force those issues. Uh, If you're doing a one-off race, like Hayden Gillum, then you just send it. Like you want to, I mean, what's the difference if you get sixth or third, you want to win. So all those guys at the front, they're all championship caliber guys. And it actually helps Dalton in those situations because nobody's risking too much if they're all championship guys. So um it actually makes it boring you know when you talk about uh how races can unfold i mean look at chasey bear like uh what was that in the heat race where he just got shuffled out and i mean he was fast qualifying there for a while and looked great and then just got the rough end of a freight train and uh had to make his way and so finishing top five um you know not to get uh no you're good yeah keep shuffling i think it's uh i think you nailed it when you talk about hey that's just racing sometimes and Good on him for uh, finishing top five after that. Yeah, it didn't surprise me with Chase. He's a really, really good short track TT rider. Um, so Brunner was fourth, Chase fifth. Gillum worked his way up to six. Jared Lowe got yeah. up to seventh, man. And he's a really good TT rider. Like, he's he lacks some racecraft. He's young. He's uh, whatever. But, I mean, that was impressive. Like, he was he made the best of a situation with the red flag. I think he was 11th or 12th. And yep. he pulled, he pulled, uh, he pulled some maneuvers to get up there and he pulled a Mies at Daytona where, uh, <laughs> t- took advantage and, and got his, I don't even see what a lot of, a lot of chaos happened there on the restart, but he worked his way up to seventh. I, I don't, I think that's probably career best. So yep. hats and off to, uh, to him for that. I say this every time Jared gets brought up, he is hands down one of the funniest people in the entire sport. Like I, 
if you don't know Jared, get to know him, and he is low key hilarious. So good job, Jared. He drives me nuts. I uh, I gotta love <laughs> hate for the Jet, man. But uh, no, I I like Jared, man. Obviously, it's Trent's little brother, but he says the craziest shit. Like, and he doesn't <laughs> he even does. realize he says it. Like, he'll be he'll pull some shit out where, ah, uh, like we were talking about, like me and Cody go back and forth talking shit, and uh, me and Cody were talking about Lima and. I was like, and I actually don't even know. Maybe I've already told the story in the podcast, but I don't even know where I'd finish on a single at Lima. Like, I'm sure it'd be way harder than a twin, but I just told Cody I'd whoop his ass just because. And and Jared looks at me seriously. He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I think you could probably make the main, but but I don't I don't think I don't think much else. Like, I was like, Jared, you don't think I can make the main? Like, kind of just <laughs> dead serious, like looking at me. Uh yeah, he he is he's a funny he's yeah, he's funny he's funny for sure. What's but, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy character? Nothing gets past me, like in just deadpan uh, oh, seriousness. Uh, that's just... <laughs> yeah, the guy with the knives, fuck uh, Dax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dax. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin Jones in eighth. I, I don't know if he's got a he's got an effed up hand, man. I saw his hand in Daytona, and it was like, yeah, gave me a stomachache looking at it. So Justin Jones eighth. Um, and then Chad, Chad and ninth dude. Oh, oh, that's it was a bummer. Uh, yeah, it was a bummer. It's I'm pumped for him with his progress, with the speed, with winning the heat and yeah. second in the dash. And we were going back and forth all day. And I kept telling him, "Watch the chicane, dude. Watch the chicane." And he cleaned it up for the dash. And the dash, I thought he looked great. Like he solidly got a second. Um, you know, he was. They weren't even pressuring him in the dash. Solid second. His starts were good. We've, you know, been talking about his starts all day. Nailed the start, and it's one of them things, man. It's it's hard to lead on a track like that. You don't want to make mistakes. He got past. He shuffled back in and was still in second. Had another mistake. Red flag came out. Ugh, yeah, I don't even. I don't know what to say. I mean, we're we're big on the on a, on the accountability, man. We we bring that up quite a bit, but gosh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. realize this, but, um, you know, going back and looking at it, Chad's actually pretty, he's pretty handy at TTs. So uh, even more so, I think he was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty bummed with, uh, with everything, but it, it was good to see Chad back up there, um, you know, being one of the best in this, uh, the sport. So he's definitely got the talent. So, you know, don't beat yourself up too much. That's just racing. Yeah, I mean, it's getting tough. I mean, obviously, but yeah, Chad's a former supermoto, uh, pro supermoto racer. And when we were amateurs, he would win a lot of TTs, man. He's He's got good TT speed. And there's definitely, like, we're working on stuff, man. It's not like, it's definitely a different Chad as far as, like, what we're working on than years prior. Just the results haven't shown yet, which is frustrating because you're doing things differently and you're trying to, you know, make that improvement and you're not seeing it. So it's even more frustrating. So the bike looked good. I'm I'm stoked in the way the bikes looked and yeah, we'll just, I mean, fuck winner learn. So we'll just keep, keep working. Uh, Cole Fredrickson 10th Cole's really good on TTs. He's podium TT races. He's, it didn't surprise me at all. He's another one like a Hayden Gillum where we haven't seen him in a while. It wouldn't have surprised me if he top five or if he finished, you know, anywhere in the main event, honestly. So yeah. Um, Shinomish, Washington, snow, Nomish. Mm-hmm. It's a weird name. It's a weird town. Not as weird as Milwaukee, Oregon. Um, it's a like, whistle. Be like a Philadelphia, Illinois, or something. Like Milwaukee, Oregon was just, just yeah. Threw me off when I read that. He texted. Yeah, me it's uh, it. yeah, uh, Milwaukee, Oregon. Uh, it's got a big verified guy. 
uh, that lives in. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> People were bent out of shape. Or like Dalton, like commented, like a bit. That's a legit. And I'm like, relax, dude. It's whatever. He's verified. We should be uh the more verified. In his defense, he did apply a long time ago, and they just they just it was just bad timing. So, Michael, I get it. Yeah, it was legit. I've tried to I've tried to get verified before and I got the big old FU. So, I mean, oh. it's cool there are some guys who were verified like Meese and Halbert. Yep. Um, you know, I think obviously Meese X Games Gold, Halbert X Games Gold. Maybe that's the ticket. I sure as hell didn't win X Games Gold. I I got X Games 20th. Um, but I think the gold the gold <laughs> medal definitely definitely helps the verification, but yeah, um <laughs> yeah big uh weird names out city names for oregon he's like yeah it's a suburb of portland i'm like well that sucks so uh tom drain old drainy man uh qualified fifth the one session he definitely has more tt speed than i anticipated i didn't think he'd be bad because they do like the troy bayless classics out there they run a lot of road racing and things like that but uh he's in the mix on tt speed wise so he just Again, he's learning the learning the procedures and the racecraft of these guys, and he's skinny and he's smaller. And I honestly, like I've told told him and his dad, if he could gain 15, 20 pounds of muscle and throw his weight around a little bit on these guys. I mean, Tom Drain next to Hayden Gillum, it it would look like his little brother. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I would look like Hayden's little brother. So, I think once he gets stronger and you know develops a little bit, he's so young, he's gonna yeah, he he's really gonna improve young. a lot. And honestly, a lot of these rookies, like I've been hard on the rookies, but they all look like little kids, man. It's like their rider, uh, like their press photos. It's like, it's a huge different difference between like the rookies versus like a max or a Cody, you know, even Cody, like they just look so much older and taller and bigger yeah. than a lot of these kids. I'm like, damn. Um, any, anything on the well, Fredrickson, Tom drain scooter. Vernon was, uh, was cool. I've raced scooter. It was cool to see, an older guy out there. I don't know how old Scooter is, man. He's probably my age, right? I, I'm not sure, but it was cool to see him out there and didn't surprise me to see him in the main. He's, he's a good rider. Yeah. I, I see Scooter out at the, uh, the races, um, out here and out, out West and it, he's so nice. Um, so to see him back in the sport, uh, yeah, it's, it's super nice. And, uh, about his age on his rider page, it says he was born in 83. So, no shit. Yeah. So he's yeah he's borderline uh, over the limit, right? Isn't the singles limit thirty nine? Well, he must be. Is that thirty nine? His birthday is in October, so so he's got he, some time. Yeah, I, I thirty nine. I didn't. He's thirty nine. So he's got. He's AM. This he's is AM his, May thirty nine. <laughs> this is farewell. He's gonna have to age out of the class, which I think is stupid. I think if if uh, if a good enough rider wants to, because I. I I don't know how old wiles is now but i don't even think he could ride a single anymore um and he could win on a single probably some races still i don't know yeah. it's it's yeah all right well it's cool to see scooter out there and then we're going down the Heck list yeah. terrence antero uh bronson pierce which gonna get at you buddy a little bit i i like <laughs> bronson he's a really i've gotten to talk to him he's a really nice kid he's really talented supermoto guy i didn't love the the lay down and uh do the wait for the red flag thing i uh i get it man i get the mindset behind it but at this level i just i hate to see it like i hate to see guys kind of rolling around 
and then the red comes out and they get up. It's I'm actually surprised they let him go back out because I've seen them. The guys have done that and they've, they didn't let him go back out. Like it's, it's a big, like, it's not only it's, it's more dangerous laying there. You get run over, but it's just to bring out the red flag and you're okay. Um, and I think I read somewhere he might've broke his rib. So I guess we're speculating a little bit on that, but he got back well, up pretty quick and raced again. So it was like, and that's the thing too, that, and like I said, he's got race, great race craft and he's a talented rider. And I don't know if it was Scotty or Ralph, but they, they mentioned it. And I saw it too, where you could see he was visibly upset about something. Um, so again, this is speculation, but Hey, it's a podcast. We can do what we want. It, it looked almost like he was pissed that he got taken out, laid down. And when they got the red flag, he popped back up. And if that's the case, you know, it's just not something that we can have in the sport. Um, so if all you younger riders out there that are coming up to the ranks, just don't, you know, again, it's all speculation, but don't do that. Don't lay down yeah. until you get your red. Yeah. I mean, it was, he actually was showing a lot of emotion, which you really shouldn't. I mean, I get it, you're upset, but you got to control that emotion as well. Cause that made it look worse. I mean, he was, yeah. he was visibly upset at Hayden Gillum. Um, okay. He, that's what it was. Yeah. It was Hayden Gillum. Hayden, like I said, he was aiming <laughs> like a wrecking ball. Yeah. He was, uh, he was. And that was the move where I thought it was a little too aggressive for where they were at. Like you're both in an LCQ, you're both going to make the main what's one spot for starting and at a track like that. So yeah, that was, uh, we're not going to harp the kid too much. He's uh, it was cool that he shows up and he does these races. Uh, we, you know, it's cool to have more good TT riders, more good. It's cool to have, uh, Michler, man, he struggled. Um, I'm not sure what exactly like i'm looking here even his best time was a 29 3 which mm. kind of puts him where he finished i mean yep. a couple guys like looking up through i mean yeah he just didn't have the speed on this track and he's been struggling a little bit all year so hopefully for morgan he can put the work in he can figure it out i know the the turner racing guys they, they're putting a lot into their program and uh yeah i'm not sure exactly i i don't talk to Mishler consistently, but hopefully he can, he can figure it out, man. Cause it's, it's a bummer to see. And he's a good enough rider, a talented where he's, he, you know, 15th isn't, you know, it's definitely not where he should be. So and then we'll move on to uh, Olin Kistler. Uh, I, I was not overly surprised. Um, I know he's a Washington kid and those guys, for whatever reason, the, the PNW, they're good TT riders. He he got in the main. There was a lot of carnage in that LCQ, yeah. and he navigated. He went on to navigate that well, where he stayed out of trouble, and he got in his first main. Um, I'm trying to think who all fell in that LCQ it was like Zabala and uh, Bronson. Um, a couple guys, you know, they they were in transfer and they got punted out or <laughs> dropped out, and that's yeah. the name of the game. Name of the game is uh is navigating that that carnage and. Cool to see another three digit. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Bronson Pierce has made a main. I think he has, but I know for sure it was Kistler's first main event. So yeah, hopefully first of many, man. Congrats. Yeah, I, I definitely got to shout out Olin. Um, he's like the son that I never wanted. I'm just kidding. I, I, I just really like Olin. We hang out a lot out the the tracks out west, and uh, to see him again, you know, like what you'd said, navigating the carnage that. That is racecraft, right? So a lot of people, oh, you know, get lucky, blah, blah, blah. No. If you finish the race, if you navigate carnage, that shows racecraft, racecraft and, and skill. And 
hats off to that kid. He's an absolute sweetheart. So if you're not a fan of Olin, add him to your list. Um, and yeah, just kudos, kid. Keep it up. Well, I just want to like, I remember him being a little chubby kid at amateur nationals and kind of yeah. like whiny and chubby and dude, he's come a long <laughs> way. Like he's, um, I'm proud of him for not knowing him, just seeing anybody put the work in. And it's like Jared Lowe, man, like he was a, a chubby big kid. And, uh, you know, these guys that they're visibly putting in some work, yep. it's nice to see. I mean, they lost weight. So keep putting that work in, like become obsessed with that work and, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be a, you're going to be something. So it's, it's cool to see Trent Lowe, man. He, he got tangled up and dude, this was like, I didn't know yeah. he crashed in that, in that Luker crash. Cause I don't remember them. I don't remember them saying anything about Trent. Like they showed Luker. They were nope. talking about checking out Luker. And this was a big swing and a miss on the broadcast. I mean, Trent went down hard. Like he has a concussion. I think he, he really like went down hard and um, yeah, swing and a miss, man. Cause like, I had no idea that a guy that I rider coach was on the ground. I'm like, Oh man, I guess the bike broke. And after the mm -hmm. race, they called me and he's okay. But like, they called me and I'm like, what happened? And he's like, well, I fell like, you know, it was so <laughs> it not it sucks, man. It sucks for Trent. He's, he's was riding so good this off season. He looked amazing coming into the year. I would have bet a lot of money and I still not out of it. We're still a year, but I would have bet a lot of money for him to be top two, top three for sure potential championship guy and you know with they had they had a, a rear wheel rear wheel issue where it was overweight and then he had the crash and i'm trying to think some other stuff he's just been dealing with a lot of a lot of stuff man and thankfully he's mentally strong where he's going to yeah. keep digging and he's going to overcome but he's in such a big points hole right now it's it definitely def deflates the effort. Like not many in this class. I don't think any of these kids, sorry, put in more work than Trent did this winter. Like he, I'm with him every day and he literally puts in the effort to where he's puking when we're done. Um, and it's just, it, 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 it's gut wrenching for me as a, a little biased, but man, it sucks to see a kid put that much work in and want it so yeah. bad and just have shitty luck. Um, I don't believe in a lot of luck in racing. I think you make your own luck, but yep. for these instances, it's like, dude, like what else could he yeah. have done? So it's, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, with Trent. I didn't know that uh, aspect of Trent and about, you know, being able to train yourself to the point you puke. And within my own athletic background, like that is a huge mental hurdle of, you know, that David Goggins style of like, how hard can you push yourself? And not many people can push themselves to the point point to where they throw up so that i mean obviously nobody likes to throw up but god damn trent that's that's awesome to hear and you know you keep working hard it'll all pay off yeah and that's a lot of these kids man they break mentally like they get into that i'm going to go on my training spiel a little bit they get into that pain cave a little bit and they jump back out it scares them like they don't like to feel that um you know and i've i've trained with kids that you know we'll be on a bicycle ride and they're falling off the back and i'm like i look back and they're not breathing heavy i'm like if you're going to fall off the back or you can't do this run, or if you can't do this set, you need to look tired, really fucking tired. And, and Trent, he's literally, he's dying trying to, uh, he's got a lot of heart, man. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that once he figures it out, he's not, it's, you can't teach that. So, so yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, James odd, another one I was bummed about yeah. James. He, 
you know, I, I, I got into him a little bit on this, but he was in 10th, 9th or 10th. He was behind Justin Jones. Jones, Jones finished eighth. So I don't know exactly where he was. He was right around the top 10 and he saw an opportunity to make a pass. It's like four or five laps left, went for the pass, crashed. And instead of getting, you know, nine, 10 points, we ended up with one point. It's an, it's another thing where he's going to figure it out. He's already made incredible gains this year, but you know, you, is it worth taking that risk for one point or possibly lose eight points? You know, you got to manage that risk a little bit. And um, James is incredibly smart. He's going to figure that out, but he was in the yep, mix, man. It, he it wasn't bad. He was in ten, around 10th and yeah, just nine, 18 sucks though. Yeah, it does. And if you go back to last week's episode, we were talking about with Dallas about, um, you know, Oh, I played my cards too soon. You know, should I or should not? I might not always get the chance, but that's when you're going for a win. And if, you know, um, I get what you're saying about one point versus just collecting points, um, finding out when to take that calculated risk. You know, that's all a part of the, uh, you know, the process of coming in. James is so talented. Um, and there's a bunch of James uh, style tracks coming up soon. So um, don't hang your head soon because you're about to be up front a bunch. Yeah, and he he was totally confident, and I I love his uh, temperament. He's like, yeah, we got this. Like, he's so positive, and I just yeah. I really like working with James. And obviously, his dad Paul is is my guy. Like, he's an absolute underrated legend. Um, he does a lot <laughs> to put our like a big reason for success in the first impressions team is is Paul. Like, he's set the he sets the bikes up better than anybody else, man. And I uh, I'm really thankful to have him supporting what we do and supporting me and. Yeah, so uh, shout out to the Ott family, and then Luker, Luker obviously incredible rider. I he could have very well have been up and around the top five as well on the on this kind of racetrack, and and he fell, and yeah. I, I don't I think he fell over that little single. Um, I'm not sure. It looked like it was the jump. Um, that jump was tough. Like it was out of a corner. It was dry. A lot of guys were getting buck nasty over that that little single. So bummer for yeah. Andrew. I'm sure he's okay. He's a really big, strong kid. Again, he's. You know, I don't know. He's uh, he's not quite as like stocky as Hayden, but you don't want Luker running into you. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, he's and Luker's definitely a guy that you know when he shows up because again, you know, he doesn't do all all the rounds, but when he shows up, you're like, oh, there's someone that has a real possibility because he shows up the tracks that you know are within his wheelhouse, and he's confident. And I've yeah. seen him do great stuff on a single and a twin. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's a great rider. I've uh, he's from Salinas, so a lot of we know a lot of fast riders from Salinas, California. The Ricky Grams, the the Bowmans, just a lot of different riders from Salinas. So let's get into the Twins main uh, singles. Obviously, wait, before we get to that, singles uh, points. Eric, it's I don't like to talk about points as a rider pretty much ever yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> until we're getting down to the nitty gritty, but. As a fan, it's a one point, one point uh yeah. race right now, Cody and Dalton. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Two different mindsets, two different personalities. Same it's good for motorcycle. The sport. Yeah, same motorcycle. Yeah. KTM, KTM, Maxwell, third in the points, KTM. You got Bruner on the Yami. You got Sathoff in fifth. And you have Ott in sixth as well. Uh still in sixth. Tom Drain, Mishler, Jones, Trent. So, but you're starting to see the, you're starting to see the cream kind of get away. Um, yeah. You know, yep. it's, it's a 30 point gap from 
like Dalton to Chase from second to fifth. It's already a 30 point gap. It's, you know, Chase could win the next race and Dalton could stay home and Dalton would still be beating Chase in the point. So the, you know, these, these top riders, it's in every class underrated how much better they are in the points than the guys who are even finishing, you know, fourth through seventh, um, you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah. If you look at the points, like what you had said about how you don't want to always talk about the points, but I think it's a great opportunity to look at, okay, we've done four rounds Here's a general idea of where everybody's at. But then you start looking about what's coming up. You have, you know, obviously Dallas and then Ventura, but then it's, you know, miles, right? And so you look at the body type of Cody Cop, Maxwell, Dalton Gautier versus Trevor Bruner versus Chase Sadoff, even Tom Drain's down there. Um, it's not out of the question for those guys to clean house when we go to the big tracks because they are smaller. I mean, we just generally know that the smaller guys typically do better on the miles. Um, and then, you know, once you get through that section, it's then it's the half mile, right? And then it ends with the TTs, or, and then obviously the sprinkle yeah. mile. But everything is broken up, and I it almost seemed like the first section of the season was kind of a crapshoot. You had some short tracks, you had a car track, a TT, and then everything kind of starts to go in you know, section. So I think uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this top four, five, six guys uh, kind of shake out once we get into this, uh, you know, this, the segments of the season. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was three short tracks. I'm Sonoy is a half mile, but they call it a short track and then the <laughs> TT. So, I mean, back in the day, if they had this schedule, I'm almost certain like Scott Parker wouldn't be leading the points after round four, you'd have like Chris mm -hmm. Carr, you know, one of those, one of those good short track TT riders. So, yeah, things could change up quite a bit. And like you said, looking at six, seven, you know, James Ott, Tom Drain, they're going to be really good at these uh, these next stretch of races. And then honestly, Shana, like some of these riders that yeah. haven't been really relevant too much, they're going to um, squeak their way up there because, uh, you know, obviously Shana, she didn't set the world on fire on the TT, but for, she hasn't been riding pretty much at all. Uh, she didn't have a bike all, all winter. And for her to like make the show and and be faster than some guys, she didn't look bad. So, you know, she uh she really likes that bike, and I you know I think they're gonna be really good. So, yeah, yeah. it's like I said in Sonoya, she 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 was up there in Sonoya on you know a track where she even admitted she was having a hard time on the starts because it was so banked and she's shorter. And once the race got going, she was good. And I mean, there's only big races coming, so uh, to, for her to already be good on that bike shows how it's clicking with her. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how fast all these bikes are, like all these singles bikes. I mean, it's uh you really see how the how the mechanics have done their homework when you start getting to these these mile, these mile racetracks. But let's go on to the twins. Uh JD Beach and Dallas Daniels. We, you know, those are my two guys going into it who I thought I thought pretty much were the only guys. I thought Briar had maybe had an outside shot if the track would have had grip and the bike was absolutely perfect. Um, but JD and Dallas they're, they were just way better. I mean, between the bikes and the riders and they, they were just, I mean, dude, they were, they had a, JD had a 15 second lead over Briar who got third. I mean, this race was honestly really boring. Um, it's going to be vocal. <laughs> like it was boring. Everybody spread out. Like there was no racing going on pretty. I mean, there was a little bit Briar and Meese were kind of cat and mousing there at the end before Meese went down, but JD took the win. Didn't surprise me at all. I I had JD winning this. 
just because I'm going to be honest, Dallas has beaten JD every race leading up to this. And I felt like JD had to kind of had to, had to beat Dallas, had to win this one. So it didn't get away from him. And I know JD's personality and you could see it when he was racing over the weekend, he was not <laughs> leaving that race without winning that race. Uh, even yeah. Dallas said it on the podium, he just wanted it a little bit more than Dallas. So it was good for JD's psyche. It was good for uh, just, you know, so he can kind of establish, you know, I'm on this team as well. I'm, <laughs> I'm JD beach. I'm going to fight for this. So JD beach took the win. I did win $10 because of JD <laughs> with another rider. Uh, so I'll shout out to uh, JD. You, I got 10 bucks off you, dude. So that was cool. Uh, Rispoli stole me that $10. So I'm just going to shout that out. Um, Dallas though, after the heat, I was like, oh shit. I was like, Dallas, if I could have changed my pick, I would have changed it. If I had a mulligan where I could have changed to Dallas after the heat, I would have, cause he was quite a bit faster than JD in the heat. Um, so I would have changed that pick. Sorry, JD. I don't want to, I'm just being honest. I would have changed it. Um, but either one of those guys were very deserving in the class of the field. Absolutely. And then you go down to third with, with Briar. It's great to see that uh, parts plus bike uh, getting up there and, and seeing the results early. I know he definitely wants to be higher up, but brand new team, brand new bike, uh, getting on the podium two out of the fur, uh, two out of the f uh, first four rounds is uh, it's fantastic shows uh, that bike and his ability. Yeah. And I didn't think about, like, I thought, I thought he'd be really good there. I didn't think about it being a day race and trying to get that thing to, to handle. And I'm, you know, it's, it's visibly looks really hard to ride right now. Uh, I don't think anybody else could, could do what he's doing. Um, that thing's riding him and it's underrated again, how strong Briar is and his endurance. And not only is it hard to muscle that thing around, but it really like, it, it'll wear you out. And he's, what he's doing is, man, I'm proud, I'm proud of him, but it's like, I want to see him up there and I know they're putting in the work. It's just hard to beat JD and Dallas on Essenson bikes who have been on them for three, four years now, Jared Meese on the Indian, who's been on that bike for four or five years now to jump on a new bike, you know, sit on it the day before the season opener and try to beat like really good riders and really good teams. It's, it's a really tall order and he's just going to keep clawing. Um, speaking of Yamaha, I want to make sure we shout them out. Big supporters of our podcast, big supporters of racing, really cool. They got the win first and second again on the TT. They're crushing it in every motorsport. If you can check out their website, Yamaha motorsports.com really, really like everyone that sits on my new 23, 450, YZF, they're just like, man, I need one. I'm like, it's such a good bike. So shout out to Yamaha, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile and power products, Yamaha rubs your heart. Uh, let's go on the fourth, fifth, and sixth, Eric. Benny Lau, love yeah. to see it. Love to see Ben up in uh, two production twins guys from last year, or uh, was Ben kind of production twin? He moved up, but kind of, yeah. Ben Lau, Johnny Lewis. And Jared Meese, uh, really cool to see Ben in fourth. Not overly surprised because he's a great TT rider. He's a great rider in general. Johnny Lewis in fifth. Again, not overly surprised because he's he's a great rider, understatement. But he's had issues with the bike. You know, he's looked like some races. He sort, sort of fades back a little bit. So for him to do that on the TT in Arizona, he think he proved a lot there. 
And Meese probably would have had third. I don't think Briar would have got him, but his front break was rubbing. It might have been from the jump, honestly. Like if it was how hard they were hitting the jump, if it was rubbing the the brake line. I'm not sure. I'm not a geologist. I don't, you know, I don't work on motorcycles, but it Yeah, he was been... saying in his post uh, that his brakes went out and um I'm not specific. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it looked almost like they were locked up because when he when he hit the ground, he went forward. So it was either they locked up or maybe he just lost all pressure and just you just gave out, but it looked Eric like Warner, he lunged forward. Give us your uh, tech tape, dude, or tech tail. Eric Warner, what can Meese do to the bike to uh, <laughs> to fix that issue? Well, all you got to do is just ask uh, the the old guys on uh, Flat Track on Facebook. They'll tell you. Well, they didn't have brakes, so. Oh, you know, it's true. Take the brake off. I mean, it slows you yeah. down, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bum for Meese. Uh, dude, I think, I think, I don't know the stat. Somebody told me they saw it, but it might have been the first race since Indian FDR seven fifty came out that they weren't on the podium. Is it is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It is. That's crazy. Yeah, because what they came out Santa Rosa two thousand sixteen. That's the, when uh, Top was on it, right? The season finale, out. and then the next yeah. year there was the uh, you know Baker Smith and Meese. And every race since then, there's been one on the podium. That's a that's an amazing stat. Uh, kind of, I'm bummed for the for the Indian guys that that went away because Meese would have, like I said, he probably would have been on the podium. But I mean, Briar's my brother-in-law, so we'll take a podium. But yeah, I'm bummed for Meese. You don't like to see that happen. I want to see him in the title fight as well. It's good for the sport, and I'm he's not going anywhere. But yeah, it was uh, that was a bummer. But moving the seventh, eighth, ninth, uh, and these guys, I mean. Like eighth was a lap down. Uh, Davis Fisher, Bronson was uh eighth, Colby Carlisle ninth. Then we'll just shoot down the tenth. Ryan Wells was uh was tenth on the Royal. Um, I don't know, nothing really to talk about here too much. I mean, kind of self-explanatory yep. with the results. Vandercoy, I picked him in the top five. I'm not sure. I think he might have fell. Did he fall? I'm trying to think. Yeah. There's no way he finished that far back. I mean, he had to fall. Yeah. So, yeah, he must have went down. Uh, Debrino was 12th. Um, did you uh, did you see him with the leaf blower? The leaf blower? Uh, they cut out. I saw he was doing something with something. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but. Uh, Big lawn guy. Big lawn yeah, guy. Yeah, he was two laps down. So, <clears throat> these riders, I mean, <clears throat> the discrepancy from the. From the top guys to the guys in the back. I'm not I'm not knocking these guys in the back. I'm really not. But it's such a big gap and this is a tt so it's 32nd you know 28 to 32nd lap times uh and guys are you know they're getting lapped twice and they're just i guess there wasn't the rider count there's no 107 percent anymore you know i i don't think it's a big deal that they're out there but it's noticeable and old shelby dude we we love shelby but and he was really good the first time they came around like he held his race line and it's hard, man. You're in those situations where you're getting lapped and you you either want to get out of the way or you want to hold your line. I've always like, cause I've been lapped a lot and you want to like, I'm, I'm extra aware. Like I try to get completely out of the way two laps ahead and just let them go. I do not want to dictate a race. And I didn't know it was the last lap that Shelby kind of through the chicane. It's like the worst spot to get lapped. And, uh, he just, he just was like in the line. So 
it could have been worse. He could have moved out of the line. He could have took JD out. Can you imagine if he took? JD oh my out? god! I think JD would have. Uh, would have. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been bad. But no, they, it was. They grew up together too, right? So I know Washington, after yeah. the race, uh, Shelby went over to him and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry." And like before Shelby could even get anything out, just JD was just like hugging him, saying, "Good job, man." And said, "You know, JD is a yeah, he's a competitor and a good dude." That's good to hear. Yeah, Shelby. I mean, it's cool that Shelby look. He didn't look bad in practice or anything. Nope. He wasn't. Nope. He wasn't bad. Like I think he qualified faster than Debrino. I, or I know it was close, a couple sessions. So those two, they were both on the KTM's, kind of like hooligan bikes or whatever. And yeah, was- that uh, Debrino's bike is Stace Richmond's bike. So it was Debrino's bike from last year when he was at Castle Rock. He sold the bike. Stace Richmond bought it, went full hooligan, and Debrino wanted to race again. He's like, hey what about that bike? And so they got back from, uh, Sonoya and then like a day later they were on their way to, um, uh, Arizona. So that, that was straight up hooligan minus the weight. All right. Well, that was, uh, yeah. it's cool. It's cool that the Brino did it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm always yeah. for more riders, especially at these events. I mean, we had, we had 15 riders, uh, Shelby, and then you had Cisco, Casey Cisco. I don't know if he had an issue. Like he definitely, had more speed than than what that showed like yeah. i think i think he was he was right around like 12th 11th 12th in qualifying all day like he looked mm-hmm. uh didn't look bad at all and then McAllister was uh rounding <laughs> rounding out the field man and i don't know like i said like i i mean his best lap time i'm not I'm, i don't know jimmy well like i'm not trying to be a dick but he's 32 seconds was his best lap times four seconds a lap off the uh off the leaders it's just I don't know. Maybe it's something to look at. I don't know. But yeah, as, as long as they're not creating issues, but I thought, I don't know. Did they black flag? Cause I know if you got lapped twice, they were going to, they were going to, that's shoot, what I always thought it was. That was flag. The, it's a rule yeah. this year. Yeah. Cause they got I, away from the one Oh seven and I thought they brought in the, you know, Hey, you're way off. Let's go. Come here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if they, if they went through with that or not, I'm looking here. I don't think so because it's showing Jimmy McAllister was oh he did well he he only did two laps it's saying I think right oh. what does that mean at the bottom it says twenty three laps that's how many two laps they did completed so he only did yeah. two laps so okay yeah. well that sucks um yeah it does. I I don't think I mean ugh, man I'm trying not to like be a <laughs> Debbie Downer but it's just we need more twins riders man I don't I don't know how to really word it or talk about it but i mean it's like top tens are just i mean it's still really hard to podium like it's if you podium for like this year you're a bad ass rider i mean it's really hard to podium making mains even getting top tens it's just not the same like you know i'm thinking of the riders that should have been there that weren't there's so many good riders sitting on the sidelines right now riders who didn't make the trip is uh we need to figure it this needs to be a priority um whatever it's i think sit down you've got okay so you've got the ftr and there's that whole production race debate yeah okay let that save that for another time but i think by and large you're gonna see a return as you get you know the ktms are much more obtainable the the yamaha's uh, the the Royal Enfields, you're going to see guys being able to get a hold of these bikes because everybody that has an FTR is just sitting in their garage, right? So um, and same with the XR750. It's just 
I think it might just be a little hard to get a hold of these bikes to get something going to create a race team. Um, it's expensive. So maybe that maybe the answer all along was to go production and you're gonna start to see, you know, numbers tick back up over the next couple of years. Again, we'll save that debate for another time, but I'm I'm holding on to hope that it's it was just a a shift in our sport and and we're coming back. Well, I hope so, man. I mean, I want to give a shout out to Moto America right now before we get too far into this debate. Uh, Road Atlanta, April 21st, 23rd, Superbike, Supersport, Stock 1000, Junior Cup, Twins Cup, King of the Baggers. We love it. Uh, if, you yeah. can't be, if you can't be at Road Atlanta, <clears throat> subscribe to their Live Plus package. Yeah, I mean, back to the twin debate. I don't know. If it was me personally, I would reach out to... I would reach out to these twins riders who, who, you know, I mean, it's no secret guys who have twins in their garages, guys who they're, they're not doing all these events, reach out and, and like kind of survey them like, Hey, why didn't you come out? Like what can, you know, what yeah. would make you show up and do these events? I mean, just reach out. Like if it's, if it's, they, they can't afford the entry, if they don't, if they can't afford the tires, if it's like something that's out of our control where it's like, fuel prices or hotel costs because just like reach out and see i mean maybe there's a an option down the road where they're giving privateers i don't i don't even know how this would work but like free entry or something um yeah i, I think at this point it almost helps having them with free entries it can't be that much money they would lose out on to have full grids i mean it's it's tough. It's it's so tough to watch when there's only six riders in a heat race. It's it's so tough. It's 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 just a bummer because our sport is so badass and this is the premier level. Like I don't care what anybody says, the twins is the premier class. Like the riders at the top of this pack, yeah, they would be the top if they combine the classes on either bike. They're just that. They're just premier. Like it's, um, but the quantity is not premier. Like it's not a premier quantity right now and that's what like new fans see. Like if a new fan comes in, they watch the singles, the heat races in the singles, there's, you know, full, full heat race. And then they watch this, they watch the twins. It almost looks like a hooligan class or something with the entries. Yeah. Like, actually that's a, that's a, this at the hooligan class, they had way more than the, yeah. than the twins. So, you know, I, I don't get paid to think of an answer, but there's some, uh, definitely some things I would do. I would make that a high priority is try to get more riders on the super twins grid and you know i think that'll that'll help a lot so yep. um let's go look at these points i haven't even looked at the points um in this class oh shit that's a singles all right points Ooh, dallas is getting away he's getting away. yeah getting he away. is i mean he's got first or second all four races he's got a 19 point gap that's healthy um going into Dallas. I don't see uh Mies is 71, so he's 2 points behind JD. Briar is at 62, which isn't he's not he's only third well, he's 30. Yeah, that's kind of a Yeah. I mean, it can change quick, but looking at these next few races like Dallas half mile, I would think that would I would think that would favor Mies a little bit. Uh he won there I think when we were there prior. I, I know he won one of them at least. It was a doubleheader the COVID year. Ventura short track. Dude, I don't even know what favors what bike anymore. Like the Essence and bike looks so good every racetrack right now. I mean, you go to the miles, like there's three miles in a row, and Dallas already has a 19 point lead. So 
And then you go to Lima. Mm. Dallas had good speed at Lima last year. Uh, I think rounds 11 through 13, West Virginia, uh, Middletown, New York, Bridgeport, that's going to be big for, for me. So, I mean, he's, he's really got, he's got to win. He's got to win more of these races if he wants to keep them in sight. So, so is this uh so is our podcast a conspiracy theory uh podcast? Cause I've got one. I've Throw got it one. out. I mean, all right. It, so yeah. here it is. We got the Essence and boys running up front. You look what's how the, the season is uh structured. You have three TTs running right into the Jared Mees mile. Um, if that's not built for storylines, uh I don't know what is. I'm just gonna throw that uh tinfoil uh conspiracy theory out there. I mean, you look at, man, it's, I don't know. Now that I'm looking at it, this is kind of depressing just for the points, but you got three miles in a row, round seven through nine. You have three TTs in a row, and then you have two miles to end the year. I mean, I would think the Essence and Bikes would be favored on all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's crazy to think at all. Um, you know, there's five miles and three TTs left. And Dallas has a 19 point lead. So yeah, we'll see, man. It's uh, I know one thing Meese is a fighter. It could get interesting with JD. JD almost needs to kind of get the job done here. These next few races to keep Dallas. I mean, he almost can't afford to let Dallas beat him yeah. at all. in any of these races coming up, cause you know, first I think those riders, they're going to, it's very, it's going to be uncharacteristic for like the top four that da- Daniels beach Meese and Bauman, which they were my top four uh, preseason picks by the way um yeah i look like a genius but it really wasn't hard to figure out uh i i don't see them finishing outside the top five like obviously b rob and vandercoy they're going to sneak up in there and davis has has a podium but there's not a lot of points you can't make up points in this class anymore because of the quantity numbers like back in the day you know really good riders could finish seventh or eighth absolutely like it was common but now there's just nobody really that's capable you know, to sneak up in there as much. Uh, I mean, they're winning by they're beating fifth, sixth place by 20 seconds. So um, if you finish third, even that's like, you're losing a lot of points. So it, it does change the dynamic where you have to be good every weekend. If you're these guys It actually adds more pressure because yeah. they're not going to, a bad race is a fourth or a third. So we'll see, man, All it's right. going to be interesting. Are you familiar with Ventura, the track? Uh, yeah, East Ventura. It's my one of my yeah. favorite movies, dude. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I've heard good things about Ventura, but I don't know anything about it besides. It's a car track. It's a car track. It's small. Yeah, it's um. So, my cousin is really into World of Outlaws, and he was saying that they run there, and he was like, "It's in the Sonoya ballpark as far as bank and size, and and obviously a different texture, but." Um, it looks like it would be a similar setup. So um, that's what, if you're a Mies fan, I said the next couple rounds are um, a way that he could sneak back up in there. And it's not like he's terrible at miles. He's, you know, sorry, no, Brian, but he's kind of the mile master. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the mile master, it just depends what bike you're on. And I mean, it's, there's guys yeah. that are obviously great on miles, but it definitely helps on the bikes too, what bikes you have and, and all that. But Yep. Yeah, Ventura is I, I heard it's paperclip, more paperclippy though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I thought I heard okay. that. Uh Kale Colkman actually lives in Ventura. So 
he has, mm. he's probably got more laughs there than anybody. And I'm sure maybe yeah. bring him in for some insider insider tips. Kale, if you're listening to this, write us up a, like a little, little essay on everything we need to know about Ventura leading up to that. Um, just kidding. But no, it's, Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and then Dallas too. Dallas this year is the devil's bowl. Uh, I think that tracks a little bit harder to, pre- to predict than Texas motor speedway. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's uh pretty good one. Yeah. Shout out another sponsor. Definitely a big one that supports us supports flat track in general. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, 19-inch and 17-inch tires, off-road street. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. DT4, uh, K180s, they have small bike tires, big bike tires. Check out Dunlop and support those who support Flat Track. They support Moto America. They're huge, the biggest tire brand in in the country, and they're doing a lot of really cool things for amateur program and everything else. So check out Dunlop. What else, man? Is there anything else before we wrap this up? Let me just look here in my notes. Um, Where's proud, Noah? Proud, Where's... proud didn't look didn't look great, man. Uh, I was actually surprised. I thought there'd be a bigger crowd. I'm trying to think. Like we've raced in Tucson, we've raced in um, what was it? The Turf Paradise. We've raced. It was like something in like it was another mile in like 2010, 11. I think it was like. Something Downs. I forget the name. Do you remember the name? You weren't really racing then. I'm trying to think of the track. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think what the crowd was like at these other Arizona events, but the crowd didn't look good. I mean, it's, eh, I don't know. It's, it's tough on bike weeks, you know, because there's so much going on and so much to do. And it's in way out in Chandler. Um, I, you know, I'm on the flip side. I thought for everything that was going on, um, I was in pressed with the number no it, it's not it wasn't as good as it's been the last couple rounds um but all things considered with location and everything going on again day race you know i give a b minus to the crowd um size um oh yeah 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 i give a c minus to the, the size okay. of the crowd but i mean i yeah. think like i honestly bike weeks it it's it's harder to you would think it'd be better it's like oh we'll go to this we'll go out and you know we'll do this during a bike week and we'll get all the fans but Man, like mm-hmm. our, most of yeah. our races are at nighttime, uh, even a day race. But like all the bikers, they start drinking. I mean, they're on vacation. They start drinking at like yeah. ten in the morning, and by the time you know they don't want to go anywhere. They just, I mean, once you once the beers start flowing, dude, you just vibe, and you don't want to <laughs> go sit in the sun and watch a race. So yeah. honestly, it's it's harder to get get those fans yeah. during these bike weeks. Uh, besides the chip, because if you bring the you put bars all around the track, then then they're gonna go and and drink, and you know we'll watch this race while it's here. We don't really have a choice, so um, it's gonna be good. Yeah, Noah, Noah, I we got to do a Noah pod. He's he's uh he's such a pain in the ass to get to get on the pod because he's always working, and while he's doing the pod, he's ringing people out. He's answering phones like the guy works a lot um what's he do for what what's his job these days he works at a gas station no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) we've had people like that listen to the pod and they hear him ringing people out and they're like oh yeah piece of shit just works at a gas station um his his family actually owns a really really big beer distributor in Uh uh in westchester pennsylvania uh right well outside westchester and kennett um, I don't know if you know Westchester, but it's uh, no. it's where Bam Margera and all those boys are from. <laughs> okay, and it's uh, where Westchester College is, where actually my sister went to college. But 
that song Asher Roth. I love college. He, yeah. he went to yeah. Westchester. So, um, so Noah, yeah, they own a really, really big, it's a huge beer distributor in, in Kennett. It's called Kennett beverage. So anybody listening, there you, you go. support Noah, go buy some beer. He'll be there. He's there selling cigs and PBRs to all the locals. So um, there you go. Yeah, he does hit me. I mean, we talk a lot, probably every other day, but he's just, he's schmoozing with his, he's pretty much married and yeah, works a lot. So when's he going to um, make his uh, TT return? Remember back in 2020, <laughs> he was all set, ready to hit the circuit. Yeah. COVID slowed him down. It's the only thing that could slow him down. No, I, I don't know. He hasn't even ridden flat tracks since then, really. Um, oh, wow. He might've did one or two two events but we haven't even he hasn't even he, he's skipped out on timonium timonium even like we had wow we had him come out to timonium one year and he rode my bike and he won he won one of the races and like yeah finished right behind mike poe and the other one who's one of the best timonium guys that we have and because didn't he do a number of like i forget what it was that was basically like when they put in for the um you know the pro license, license. Yeah, he he, he did, did pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he that's did Ocala. Uh, yeah, he did all right. <laughs> he wasn't like, I mean, he's a great rider. He's he pro moto guy, but uh, Timonium was his his glory. Like when he won Timonium, um, he beat some pretty good riders to win Timonium. But those concrete indoors, they're such a novelty. I mean, it's not yeah. like it translates over to Peoria or anything because he won Timonium, yeah. but. <laughs> He would be all right. It's just uh it hasn't worked out. We, yeah, I don't know. He's hung up his steel shoe. I don't even know if he has a flat track bike anymore. I guess he could ride uh-huh. mine. Everybody else fucking rides mine. So um <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The only thing else mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of if I had like a rant, um I oh, wanted here we to go. Here well, we go. one one last thing to finish off. Like, so Daytona obviously Arizona I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus but I do see a lot of these singles riders a lot of the rookies that are just they're going out the night before the race so uh, they're going out they're they're partying bike week before the night before the national you know they're they're partying a lot during the week they're soaking up this professional I'm a professional you know, they're pr- pr- probably, they're probably wearing their hard cards to razzles, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro, you know, trying to pick up chicks. And it's like, maybe that's why your results aren't great right now. Like maybe that's why we don't, we aren't seeing a lot of triple digits in these main events. Um, I'm not saying it's everybody, but there is a good handful. I know you fuckers are listening. You're it's noticeable right now. You're yeah. It's they're on, they're sending out videos on Snapchat to people and, you're partying. This is, yeah, this is awesome. Well, you're not making main events. You're, you know, you want to be a pro. You got your big, bad pro license. You posted it on Facebook. You're, you know, you're living that dream, but you're not living the dream because you're not making mains. You're not making any money. Dedicate yourselves more and then reap the benefits later. Like, you know, it's, 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 it, it's showing in your results. Like, Guys, you don't see JD Beach or Dallas or Meese. They're not going out the night before the race and then trying. And even to go someone race. that's their contemporary, right? We we make fun of Chasey Bear because he's a robot, right? Chasey don't flirt. But like <laughs> the thing is, with he, that's why he's successful at such a young age. That's why Dallas Daniels was successful at such a young age. There is a give and a take to that robotic. You know, I'm a singles writer that was, you know created in a lab i have no personality but like the thing is is that's 
that's what gets the results early in your career. So yeah, what do you want? Do you want to, do you want to yeah. go out and do you want to, do you want to leave the race with your head down low and be all mopey and, you know, trust the process we're learning every weekend. It's like, dude, it, or do you want to put the work in and, and, uh, and so you know, it's a lot cooler to, to do well racing than it is to go out. I tell you that much. Like it's, it's way cooler to, to finish well on the race than to, uh, to go out. I mean, you can go out, go out yeah. when it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying don't go out and have a good time, but you're going out the night for a race and you're, you're getting 15th in your LCQ. Like, I don't get it. Think, like, I don't think it. of it like this. It's kind of a relationship between how long your social media race report is. Do you see the guys that are finishing well? making three, four paragraph long race reports with a picture. No. So if you want to shorten that race report, then, you know, be a robot and put in the, you know, the effort towards it. So, um, and again, yeah, I don't I'm not a pro, them, dude. But, yeah. It's so hard. If to it's read longer. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. I mean, it's like, I learned a lot, you know, could kind of get better. I was so close, something, something. It's like, uh, come on guys. Like just put the work in like, just have get back more to discipline, put the work in, trust the process, baby. Yeah. Get back to planet fitness and, and put the work in and you know, it's, it's everybody it's, there's no, I, I don't even, I don't even see half this shit. People show me it. I don't know why they feel the need to show. I feel like Shannon Sharp, man, uncle C-Tex. I'm just like oh, telling Jesus. these kids. It's like, it's like, come on, man, like do better. Like I want you guys to succeed. I want these single riders, um, you know, these new riders and, you know, I want them to do better. It makes the sport so much better. Um, do the work, like put the work in it's these top, it's, they see that, you know, back in the day, flat trackers, you know, it's, they had that persona where, Oh, we party, we do this. We go to the races, we sleep in a van. It ain't like that no more boys. I mean, these top riders are, it's such a full-time job and just do better. Um, we're rooting for you. We want you guys to do well, but it's, to be at the top in this sport, it ain't fun. It's lonely. It's miserable. You're not going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard and the rewards are there, but you got to want it more for, you got to want it without the reward. Like for me, I would, I wanted to win so bad and then I'd get home and I'm like, Oh cool. I got paid a lot this race. Like I didn't have that mentality of like, I got to do well to get paid. I wanted to win regardless. And then it's like, Oh cool. Like, you know, I, I made out, I made a lot of money cause I won, you know, you gotta, you gotta get that right, man. We want to see you guys do well. So, um, we've got a couple weekends off. We'll probably do an interview pod. Like I said, Tom drain, we were getting drainy on, uh, you actually sent me over all the high, low, high, to low questions for, for drain. So I'm excited for, for Tom. He's quiet, man. Got to get him on. We got to get him out of his shell a little bit. I'm excited. Yeah, he is. And if you guys don't know, uh, my background is with it. I have a extensive background with rugby. So obviously with Max and, and Tom, I'm able to, you know, shoot the shit with them about that, that sport. And uh, so his, Tom's dad got the biggest kick out of that. And so it'll be, it'll be fun talking to those. Matt drain. I, I almost want to have Matt on, uh, on the pod as well. I'm going to, I might get him a little segment. I'll tell Tom to give his phone to his, his old man. Cause he's yeah, exactly. Just he's so off. funny, man. What do they call the, uh, all Aussies call their dad. old boy. We got to get his old, old boy. boy on. Yeah. Get his yep. old boy on chat. So, um, want to give a shout out to Jerry Stinchfield brew systems of Dallas, Texas commercial industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. We have the uh, devil's bowl coming up, which is in Jerry's hometown. 
go over and go over and visit Jerry. I'll get everybody's address for, you know, 80 people show up at his race shop in Dallas, but yeah, go see Jerry and great, great guy, man. He's, I love that guy. He's so funny. And it's cool. Everything he's doing for the sport. Uh, bummer for B Rob. We didn't mention B Rob, but he got hurt. Such a bummer, man, that, uh, he wasn't able to at least line up and get points. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to Brandon. Like, I don't know if anything's broken, if he's just sore, you know, so I'm not going to speculate, but man, like, when there's only like he could have lined up and just rode around and got a couple points. Like I, I, I'd be out there with a broken wrist, just like lining up, trying to get points. I mean, I did it with Cruz at, at Lake city. He, uh, he broke his <laughs> arm and I'm like, Hey buddy, we're going to line up and you're going to pull off. Like you're going to start the race and pull off. And it ended up, he won the championship on the Cobra and he didn't even do one lap because nobody else showed up the rest of the week. And we got a, uh, he's an AMA you know, winner national champion and he didn't complete one lap in the, in the race. And that's, he lined up, took the points, but no, I don't know. I got to talk to B Rob. He's I, I'm one of my good friends. I, I, I got to check on him and see if he's all right, but he had two bad get offs and uh, probably just not worth risking, risking further injury. He's a guy that can win races. Obviously he wins races every year. So staying healthy is probably more important than a few points. So, um, but yeah, Jerry, we appreciate everything you do for the pod. And then Manscaped, use the code TANKSLAP20 on manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Hit us up. If you use that code, hit me up. Like, we're selling a lot of these codes to people, and I don't know who's buying them. Like, thankfully, I'm not getting any, like, product and use videos, but people are buying these products. So, um, probably Robbie Bobby just shaving, breaking it, shaving, breaking it, just the hair, just grizzly bear shaving his chest. Um Big win for Rob too, man. That was uh was our, awesome. our own Robbie Bobby is uh grabbing uh grabbing dubs. So man, a really cool start to the season, Eric. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting as we unfold the rest of the year. For sure. I'll be uh watching. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll make it make it make it to that race where what what are you do uh you, what's your next one you're going to? Are you doing like uh I don't know. I I know when the next uh, hooligan race is for AFT, but I can't say it. It's pretty much the world's worst kept secret. But I'm why can't why it. can't what who said you guys can't say it? Because it hasn't been finalized. There was um they're ironing out the registration side because like signing up for these AFT races has been kind of a shit show. So I know that they wanted to uh, smooth all that out and. Uh, Jeremy has one last meeting with uh, the higher ups to go over everything. And then once they have that, they'll be able to announce it. They were going to try and have that meeting last week, but everything was focused sack on. Sack mile? Arizona. You guys doing sack no, mile? I no? will say we're not doing any miles as much as I would love to. They're not putting <laughs> us on any miles. Well, that's it's probably a good thing, honestly. honestly I, <laughs> it, fuck, man. I would really watch the hooligans and sack mile. I think that'd be yeah. sick. Um, but Half of them would break. Yeah, it's probably not not ideal. We'd have to have a thorough tech tech process for, yeah. for a mile. Uh, well, I think we can guess which one that is, either Dallas or Ventura. So, I mean, there's a really good hooligan present. I have no idea, but, I mean, there's a good – we got the the SoCal. We should just line up all the Costa Mesa guys from back in the day. There you go. At Ventura. It's basically the same. They're both short tracks, right? So just yeah. ride your Harley to the race and – line up you could race an aft national in the hooligan class so yeah i'll well, let that's... you put your 10 I'll, I'll let you put your tinfoil hat on which round it is but 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what that's probably a good guess, but we'll see. We'll see. It's cool that they have that. I mean, I missed having that at Arizona. I mean, obviously, hooligans or Astro Cup guys couldn't really run that yeah. TT, but it would be it's cool to have that third class. It was cool too. Uh, they gave everybody an extra practice session to uh yeah. to get used to the track. And I've always been vocal about these riders need more laps on these tracks to get comfortable on them. Like one, four or five lap practice and two, five lap qualifiers. It's really like a lot of time it only translates over to a couple minutes of practice and then you're expected to go race. So I, yeah, it doesn't, I, it doesn't yeah, go provide ahead. a good uh, product for the fans when you're doing that. Right. So I, I, I agree. I think it's just a safety thing for the riders just getting that comfort level to where they, yeah. you know, it, when you do the less laps you do, and then you go out, you're expected to race. You don't know where the holes are. You don't know the track dynamic, the shape, like devil's bowl turn four comes right off and goes up to the wall. And with, you know, the more laps you do, the more comfortable you are. Like I've ridden and a good example is Frederick, Frederick half mile. Everyone that comes there that don't have a lot of laps. They're terrified. I mean, it's a really narrow uphill downhill track it's the most unique cushion half mile in the country but i i love that place i could ride around there with my eyes closed just the more laps you do the more comfortable you get um i don't think frederick for me is sketchy at all <laughs> but some guys show up there and they're like wow this is crazy so uh but that's that's a really cool event barbara fritchie classic that's july 4th so um i will be racing that too i that's on my schedule we're doing a, a twin i'm doing a ride the twin at that race and i'm actually eric i'm doing another big event too in july i'm gonna going to talk about here in the near future i think they're going to announce it mm. soon but doing another another big event in july as well so okay okay had to, had to get my passport my... so oh, oh okay no yeah. well, i planned on uh heading east for some uh c-tex races uh hagerstown bro so. come out august 25th yeah. 26th hagerstown come on yeah, out it's, uh, it's uh, only like an hour and a half from my house you could come out the kids could yeah. shred around the track my backyard yeah, yeah. <laughs> pit bike track yeah we're and, uh yeah. I don't know. It's obviously with the price of fuel and stuff, because, you know, I do all this with my own damn day job. So it's um, you just kind of got to figure out which one lines up and stuff, because my family's from Illinois. So that's kind of a, a base of operation. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure out which one we, we're going to come. Just to. send it, dude. Just I know. Just, just open up another credit just card. Just siphon gas out of Mises hauler when you're at the at the next race. There you go. Put it in your put it in your hauler. Oh man. All right. Well, that's a wrap guys. Yeah. This Again, we were going to do a 45 minute pod. We're pushing an hour and a half. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure you shout, um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, when you subscribe, it really helps out our numbers. It helps me get sponsors. It helps bring the show like more. Um, it like gets um, more visible on these platforms. So helps us out a lot. If you listen on SoundCloud, just pop on the old purple app on your phone and just subscribe on iTunes. It, it makes a big difference. The reviews on the iTunes also helps. Um, again, we're bringing you guys trying to keep, keep these coming, bring you free podcasts. Uh, it takes a lot of time for us to sit down out of our day. Eric, you're actually leaving here soon to drive back to Washington. So thanks for free to you, man, for yeah. taking the time to do this. It's uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Going to, uh, on the way, see a uh, Royals game. So, What's up, Brady? Oh, oh, you're doing it tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to the oh, game tonight. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, Brady yeah. Singer, man. That's a good friend of mine, and he's uh, he's pitching. Yeah, for, I got it. Yep. Cool, I have something to do today. Is it a day game or night game? No, nah, night night game, yep. Okay, so cool, gonna, yeah. I, I yep. get to watch a game then tonight. So I, uh, Singer family, they actually give me their, their password for uh, MLB.com, so I, 
I watch <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of his games. So yeah, that's hell yeah, cool. I got something to do later, so that's that's awesome. But yeah, man, appreciate you taking the time and everybody that supports it and that keeps us going. Um, shout out Scotty Dubler, man. I'm I'm pumped that Scotty has his pod back, man. That's really awesome. Hope he can continue to keep it going. Go subscribe and listen to Scotty's pod because it's a lot of work to do these. Um, it's not easy. People are like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. I want to do this. And it is not easy to keep these going. So shout out to Scotty for bringing back his podcast. Uh, a rising tide raises all ships and it's really cool to have another pod in the game. Um, it just helps everybody out more, more podcasts to listen to. So go check his out off the groove. It's uh welcome back Scotty and keep it going, man. It's really cool to see. Yes, sir. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Until That's next it. time, we will uh we'll be uh we'll do a pod here probably at the end of the week and uh appreciate y'all. We out. <laughs>